Hamilton comes in over the line. Looks, shoulder fakes, deep scores! Oh, what a move! A can opener and throws it through the five hole. And Dougie Hamilton, one for one on this season in the shootout. Now Rod Brindamore sending Vincent Trocek over the boards. He's been so good in this series. And now Trocek winds, takes it out wide to the right. Now in on the forehand back, and he scores! Oh, a little snapper! Stars captain Jamie Ben. He's got a score to extend it. Does James Reimer come up with the save to win it? Ben in and Reimer with the save wins it for the Carolina Hurricanes. Two points for Carolina as they sweep the two-game set against the Dallas Stars. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. Kaniacs, a 4-3 shootout win for the good guys over the Dallas Stars. We will talk about all of it. There was a lot to talk about about this game. We're going to try to get through as much of it as we can and bring you some highlights uh, as well along the way. Uh, A reminder, we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, no better place. Sammy Hanna and his crew do an amazing job from siding to roofing to gutters to entry doors. Uh, Again, if it's for the exterior of your home, it's at AluminumCompany.com. All right, let's uh, let's get right to it. And I guess there's there's no better way to start than really at the end. Um, I'm not sure Carolina was the better team tonight. I'm really not. They were dominant in the first. Second period was kind of even. They really had it taken to them in the third. Uh, and uh, there was uh, some questionable calls. They had to kill a bunch of penalties. Uh, but ultimately, in the shootout, you heard it there at the entry, uh, at the beginning of this podcast. James Reimer makes the save on Jamie Benn, and nothing could be sweeter than Jamie Benn failing to extend the shoot, the shootout uh, because I think it was Jamie Benn's dirty hit on Jordan Stahl that really turned this game around. Uh, so we're going to talk about that element as well. Um, but uh, just a, an up-and-down game, a wild game. Carolina scores early on the power play, had an opportunity to get another one on the next power play, but Nino Niederreiter just uh, just couldn't convert what was a brilliant pass from Andrei Svechnikov to the back door, and really it was tantamount to missing a one-foot putt. Um, and then Carolina got a little loosey-goosey, and there were some bad calls. I know we don't have to get into it too much, uh, but all of a sudden, you know, um, Dallas ties it up. Then you have the Brock McGinn shorthanded goal. Uh, we're all going bananas. Uh, remember, the, that shorthanded goal was just after Jordan Stahl had come back uh, from, my guess is, uh, being checked out to see if he had a concussion uh, because the Jamie Bin cheap shot hit from captain to captain at the beginning of the second period. That was a deliberate message sender to Carolina. And again, we'll get into the issue again. We'll talk about it with Alec Campbell uh, coming up uh, after our break. Um, but I, th- I thought that was a game-changing moment in favor of Dallas. It was not a fight. Maybe there should have been. I'm not arguing that there should have been. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more of a response from Carolina. In my opinion, we didn't see anything. And I think that sort of got Dallas going. And maybe it would have gotten Dallas going anyway. So maybe there's uh, there's no point 
to retaliation is not the right word, but I mean, your captain just got cheap shot from behind. Uh, somebody's got to go up and knock Jamie Ben off his pegs, and nobody did that. Um, but ultimately, this is the game came down to this. In a uh, in a game in a league that is so specialty team special teams dependent, Carolina's special teams outright won this game. Outright won this game. Dallas came in ten of nineteen on the power play before last night. They went one of six last night. The the one power play goal came when it was already four nothing Carolina. They go zero for five tonight, including an inexplicable penalty in overtime. And Carolina shuts them down on all five power plays and scores the shorthanded goal with Brock McGinn. Funny that Brock McGinn scores on that play, and I think uh, Anton Hudobin probably wants it back, got a stick on it. Uh, just, I don't know. It's hard to explain why some some goals uh, go in and some goals don't, but that was one I'm sure Hudobin wants back. Uh, but it's a huge play uh, for the Canes. And then, as you're getting, uh, you know, Dallas scores twice in the third. They were much better than Carolina in the third. You, uh, people are floating around, well, they're probably tired. Second game in a row. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. We kind of saw it was it was kind of a loose game in terms of puck management in the second period, too. So Carolina just didn't make any mistakes, really, in the first period, and it swallowed Dallas Hole. Uh, but after that Ben hit, I just think Carolina just wasn't the same team. Uh, and I'm not, again, I am not suggesting that that wouldn't have happened anyway. Uh, but did Carolina just was kind of sloppy after that. And turnover leads to the first goal. Uh, turnover leads to the... Uh, it wasn't a turnover. It was really the extension of the power play leads to the second goal. Uh, and the third goal was uh, a mistake where uh, Ajo was uh, caught in too deep with two forwards already behind the goal. And Dallas came out on a three-on-two. And Jake Bean and uh, Hayden Fleury could not stop the rush. I'm not blaming anybody here except maybe the best player. Uh, and, and again, I don't know that anybody deserves blame because I was trying to make a play and just lost control of the puck. If you watch the game, there was a lot of losing control of the puck uh, tonight. I don't know if the ice was bad or not, uh, but there was a lot of losing control of the puck. Uh, let me give you my three stars, and then we'll get into the recap. Vincent Trocek was my third star of the game. Played uh, 1937. He had four hits. Uh, and I had him as one of my best players even before he scored the ultimate shootout winner. Uh, but he was my third star. My second star was Nino Niederreiter, who I thought if any player deserved a goal in this game, it was Nino. I thought he was excellent throughout the game. He had six shots on goal. He had a bunch of others. I think he had three or four other attempted shots. He had four hits. He was just a very, very involved player tonight. Uh, and it was good to see him get that goal. Uh, and what an absolute laser beam. <laughs> he uh, he blistered over uh, Hudobin's shoulder. Uh, and my top star, my first star, the captain. He, he left the game after the bent hit, came back, made a great pass to Brock McGinn that ultimately ended up being a 2-1 Carolina lead. Uh, but he had the first goal with a great net front presence. He won 75% of his faceoffs. Man, Jordan Stahl. These, this th this three-game series at home, for all of the people who wonder if he can still get it done, it's early in the season. 
coming off a 10-day break, partly because of him, right? He was the first guy to test positive. But man, was he good. He was good tonight. Uh, and he was good on uh, Thursday in the win, in the uh, the overtime win over Tampa. He's just been great. And uh, to have Jordan Stahl playing like that, holy cow. Keep in mind, right now, Jordan Stahl is their third center. You're going down the middle. Ajo, Trocek, Stahl. The way Trocek is playing, there aren't that many teams in the NHL that are better down the middle right now than Carolina. Ajo, Trocek, Stahl. Especially the way Stahl's playing. Uh, so those are my three stars. So let's get into the recap, shall we? Uh, so much was made about Dallas wanting, you know, Dallas's vaunted power play again, as I mentioned, 10 of 19 coming into this series. Uh, but it's been the Canes doing the work with the man advantage. Uh, and how about the captain right in front? Hamilton winds and his drive is stopped by Hudovin with a rebound. Karam's out to Svechnikov. He goes across ice to Ajo to Hamilton again. He scores! The power play strikes again for the Canes. 1-0. A minute 58 here into the first period. Talking to Alec in between the uh, first and second periods, uh, you know, we were talking about the power play. To me, it's about hard work. There were puck retrievals on that power play. Dougie Hamilton was electrifying on that power play. And the, initially, they thought the goal was Hamilton's. But I think you could tell, even watching it on television, I was watching the game from home. You could you could tell watching a game on TV that that puck changed directions. I didn't know who got it. And the, the, the very first call was Trocek's goal. Uh, and then when uh, our guy, Wade Minter, announced the goal, you could hear in the arena, uh, the goal went to Jordan Stahl, his first of the season. Uh, Stahl would later add the assist on the McGinn goal. Think about this for Jordan Stahl. Never been a huge uh, point producer, right? Tell that to Dallas. 20 games now in his career against the Dallas Stars, 18 points. Six goals, 12 assists in 20 games against the Stars. So the period ended, it, officially it was uh, Stahl from Hamilton and Ajo at 158 of the first. Next power play, Nino Niederreiter had an opportunity to make a 2 nothing. didn't work. Uh, Dallas drew even midway through the second. It was really a play after a turnover in the neutral zone, a little bit of a careless play. I think it was Ajo that flipped the puck out to center. It went over uh, Svechnikov, and uh, Dallas assumed control of the puck. Bain, uh, Jamie Benn came in, uh, took a shot. Uh, Reimer got a glove on it, but he couldn't hold it, uh, and it just uh, sat there for Jamie Alexiak, and he made it 1-1. Uh, and really, at that point, remember at the start of the second period, that came the uh, there there came the hit, the Jamie Ben hit on Stahl, uh, and Stahl was out. I don't know how long he was out for. I was in the locker room for seven minutes, eight minutes. I don't know, uh, but Stahl's on the ice. Uh, the Hurricanes are killing a penalty. More incredible work by the Hurricanes on the PK. And it all ended this way. Ben crosses into the cane zone, but then he loses the puck to Vincent Trocek, who knocks it away. Now Stahl at the Stars' blue line. Lays it off for Brock McGinn. He scores! Brock McGinn shorthanded, and the Canes take a 2-1 to lead. All right, so let's just give credit to Brady Shea here. 
uh, because it was not Trocek that knocked the puck off of Jamie Ben's stick. It was Brady Shea, who I thought played a pretty good game tonight. Uh, and Shea, Ben skates in across the blue line. He's got the puck. He's skating uh, from left to right on your radio dial. Uh, Shea knocks the puck out to center. Stahl then go hunts it down. I believe he battled Klingberg for the puck. And Klingberg never had possession of it. Stahl just won the 50-50 play there, uh, to put it in a soccer term. Uh, and then he skated the puck in across the blue line and gave a little uh, cheeky little backhand pass to McGinn, who ripped one through uh, Hudobin uh, for a 2-1 lead. It was a tremendous play, but Brady Shea and eventually did get an assist. The initial play was uh, McGinn from Stahl, but they added an assist to Shea. Uh, and it's one of those things where if Klingberg had possession, then Shea would not have gotten a point. But Shea was responsible for the whole play. Uh, so good work by Brady Shea. Great finish by Brock McGinn. We ended the second period. It was 2-1 Carolina. And then we get to the third uh, and about, oh, I don't know, five minutes into the third period, whatever it was, uh, Svechnikov is coming down the right wings, got the puck. He is making one of his power moves to the goal. Uh, and it looked to me like they were going to call, I'm trying to think, I think it was Miro Hiskinen. Was it Hiskinen? Uh, who had it, I, who was uh, defending on the play, I think it was, it looked to me like they were going to call him for a hold. Uh, so, But they called the penalty on Svechnikov, and they called it for goaltender interference, which I thought was a terrible call. But then Carolina's penalty kill went to work. Ben walks in, Reimer with a body save rare as Ben was walking in, unimpeded, had a clean look. But so did James Reimer. He makes the save, and the penalty to Svechnikov is over. He's out of the box. He has the puck on his stick. The problem with that is that there was no whistle, and just a couple of minutes, uh, not, not even a minute later. Carolina keeping it in for the moment. Buck squirts free, and now away. It's the Stars. Blake Como cross ice in on Reimer. They score! Andrew Cogliano takes a great feed. Beats Reimer to the far side, and we're tied at two. I think it actually looked like it went through the five hole. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Carolina just uh, was not uh, was not good. And the uh, the reality is that the bad, the bad call, and it was a terrible call, led to the power play, uh, which Dallas did not score on. Dallas' power play didn't look very good tonight. Carolina's penalty kill was outstanding. Um, but ultimately, and Trip Tracy likes to say it all the time, uh, the power play really doesn't end until you get a whistle. And there was no whistle. Uh, at least not until uh, Andrew Cogliano had tied the game at two. Four and a half minutes later, Jamie Benn uh, came around the uh, behind the goal with uh, with a bee in his bonnet, as John Forsen would say, uh, and a wraparound goal for a 3-2 lead. And I want to point this out. Um, not enough will be said about the play made by Rup- uh, Rope Hintz on that play because Hintz in front prevented Brett Pesci from getting to uh, to Ben coming around the goal. Hintz was on the top of the crease, and Pesci was trying to get around him to defend the play. And Hintz just shielded him off, boxed him out. Uh, great play, strong play by, uh, by a really good young player. That is a dynamite player, by the way, for Dallas. Oh, there's so much to like about Dallas as a team. I think if you, uh, if you could be unbiased about it, uh, the Dallas Stars are worth your time to watch. They're just a fun team. Sometimes they grind you to uh, into submission, uh, but they've got some high-level talent. 
and Hintz is uh, is one of them. Um, and it really did look like Carolina was just kind of going to go away, and it was going to be a disappointing loss when, for 20 minutes, certainly, uh, you were the better team, and then your own mistakes kind of led to uh, a pair of goals in the third period. Uh, but Nino Niederreiter had something to say about it. Keep an eye on James Reimer when he'll head to the bench. Now cross-ice pass for Nino Niederreiter. He slaps and scores! Nino Niederreiter finds the top corner, and we're tied with 2.35 to go in the third. So we're talking about whether or not Rod Brindamore is going to pull the goalie. Great pass by Brett Pesci. Uh, diagonal pass from inside his own uh, blue line all the way to the op- just I think just outside the other blue line, and Niederreiter uh, took it in and just lasered one over Hudobin. Uh, it was a 3-3 game. We were headed to overtime. Horrible penalty called against Dougie Hamilton. Essentially, Hamilton was called for the penalty that Haskinen should have been called for, but neither probably was a penalty. Actually, I will say neither was a penalty. If you're going to call a penalty on Hamilton there, if the call was a slash, I would have understood that because Hamilton did get his, like he put his stick just below the hands of, I forget who it was now. might have been Radulov, not sure. Uh, Guriana, I don't know. I remember who it was. Um, So I would have understood it if they had called a slash, but they didn't. They called a hold. It was just, it was a, or a hook, whatever it was. It was a terrible call. Again, unless you were going to call the slash, and then I would have just said, well, that's not a slash, but it was close. But that's not what they called. So the Svechnikov penalty was terrible. The Hamilton penalty was terrible. It put Carolina in a bad position, but they killed it off because they killed off all the Dallas power plays. And they ultimately won it in a shootout. Uh, Dougie Hamilton goes first. Uh, that's a goal. Um, uh, Radulov uh, evened it in the second inning, uh, and then Trocek won it in the third. Actually, Reimer won it, who played very well, by the way. Uh, goaltending has not been Carolina's problem, as everybody knows. Uh, goaltending has been more than adequate so far through six games. And again, Hurricanes are 5-1-0. and a couple of very quick things. I gave you my uh, my three stars. I uh, just want to mention one more time, and we'll explore this with Alec Campbell, I'm sure, because uh, I'm going to make him talk about it. The Jamie Ben hit on Jordan Stahl was deliberate. It was meant to, uh, not to send a message to Carolina, I think, but to send a message to his team. I'm the captain. We are not going to play like the, like the way we played in the first period, like the way we played in the third period on Saturday, like the way we played in the second period on Saturday. We are not going to do that anymore. Uh, and that was a dirty hit. Should have been more than two minutes, but it wasn't. That's a that's a failure of on of understanding the game on the ice. Um, I was I was just disappointed that nobody stepped to Jamie Ben. I am not suggesting that they had to fight. In no way, shape, or form am I saying somebody should have dropped the gloves to Jamie Ben. But I'll tell you what some, what should have happened is that somebody on the ice should have gone over to Jamie Ben while the play was still going on, and knocked him down. Some cross-check him in the back. The worst thing that should have happened, the the worst thing that, sh- that should have happened is uh, they should have been uh, matching minors. Play four and four hockey. Who cares? But you can't let your captain 
get drilled like that. That was what I that disappointed me. Again, uh, nobody will ever say that I am an advocate for fighting in hockey. No way. But you can't let your captain. You just can't let your captain get uh, get drilled in a cheap shot uh, like that. Penalty kill was spectacular. Uh, even though they weren't in my stars, Brock McGinn gets a shout-out. Brock, I thought, played wonderful tonight. Uh, Martin Natchez is becoming a uh, a complete hockey player right before our eyes. Let's let's recognize it. Um, Natchez is playing shorthanded. He had uh, what do you have, four minutes shorthanded tonight or something like that? Uh, Natchez is dynamite, and he is understanding the game. As he gets continues to get stronger, that's a star. That's a future star, I think. Um we need him to shoot a little bit more, uh, but I think that'll come. I think that'll come. I think he'll be a very streaky goal scorer early in his career. Uh, we're going to see Natchez get on a little bit of a roll here, I'm sure, uh, pretty soon. Hopefully it'll happen in Chicago. Uh, so there you go. 4-3 shootout win. How about that for the Hurricanes on this three-game homestand? Uh, the two teams that played for the Stanley Cup last year, Carolina goes win in overtime, win by dom- in dominant fashion, win in a shoot. Six points. Not bad. Hopefully by Tuesday, they get Slavin, Taravainen, Martinuk, Fogel back. I know for a fact that the last three of those guys practiced the other day. I don't know if Slavin has or not. Um, so if without practicing, it's hard to see him playing on Tuesday. But it will be good to get uh, those other guys back. Uh, Drew Shore was fine tonight. Steven Lorenz has been really good and fun to watch. So I look forward to uh, to seeing more of him. And if you're Warren Fogle, uh, maybe you should play better. Although I think Warren Fogle did play well in the game uh, last, what, last Monday in Nashville. But if you're Warren Fogle, Steven Lorenz, that uh, your locker, that could have a 78 on it. If you're uh, if you're not careful. All right, we have to uh, take a break and we'll come back. Alec Campbell will join us on the other side. A reminder that the morning after podcast, Kane's Corner podcast, is there for you. All you got to do is subscribe to it, and it shows up automatically in your phone. If you give us a rating, uh, you can also make a suggestion. What would you like to hear on the on a future Kane's Corner podcast? So before we uh, talk to Alec Campbell, let's take a short break. We'll be back with the host of Stormwatch and Aftermath on the other side. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, and my friend Monday through Friday from noon to 3 at Alec Campbell 5 on Twitter. Uh, that was a roller coaster, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, goodness. <laughs> I mean, we had we had everything. We had an extension of Saturday's game with the first period. Uh, then, from the Jamie Ben hit on, I think it was pretty clear that Dallas was the better team. Um, now yeah. Carolina did scratch and they got uh, got a couple of goals, um, but man, they figured out a way to get to overtime and killed killed another questionable penalty. And uh, then they yeah. just let the uh, let the guys take over. Yeah, it was a it was a weirdly officiated game. That's and one way to put it. I think that I, I think I think there might be something to the fact that the Canes have played now three games in four days after a ten day layoff. So I kind of wonder how much of a factor that was. You know, after the first period. 
second and the third period, if that had anything to do with it. Um, Cause I just thought, you know, more than anything, there was just a, uh, um, just a looseness with the puck. Yeah. And defensively, I thought they gave up, you know, a lot of good opportunities to score. So I wonder if just like a little bit of mental fatigue and physical fatigue, you know, all kinds of fatigue, I guess, um, set in a little bit after that first period. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was definitely an up and down game in terms of the emotions. Um, and you know, I think that probably Ben being his first game back and being the captain, realizing that, you know, his team got just absolutely dominated last night. Right. And then after the first period where they were basically dominated again in the same fashion, needed to try to do something to, you know, change the, change the tide a little bit. And it was a dirty hit. He, he jumped off both feet and he went after the Canes captain. And, you know, kind of from then on, it was sort of, you know, it was sort of hang on for dear life to an extent. I mean, I don't think Carolina was awful. But they certainly weren't the same team that played last night or in the first period tonight. I actually think, first of all, I want to give credit to Dallas because Dallas is not the team that got it. uh, You know, Carolina was shoving for uh, basically four periods against Dallas. The Stars played in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. I know they're missing uh, Tyler Sagan, but Jamie Benn came back. They're missing Ben Bishop, but... Anton Hudobin is dynamite, and he was great tonight. Um, although he wants the Brock McKinn goal back for certain. Um, Probably wants the Nino goal back, too. Yeah, I don't know. The Nino shot was just a rocket. Uh, the, the McGinn shot was good, too, but that, uh, you know, Hudobin was there. He should have had should have had that one. Um, but I think that was as much about Dallas kind of reminding Carolina that you're not this much better than us. Uh, right. we, we always talk about how the other team fights too. So right. da- and we all know how difficult Dallas is to play against. And while I thought the second period and we talked about it was relatively even, uh but Dallas got their legs in the second period. Um the third period wasn't even. Dallas was way better than Carolina uh in the third. And some of that has to do with penalties, but Carolina had some power play opportunities and they were still pretty good on the power play. They just didn't get one to go. But um, you and I are are in the exact same boat with the whole, and I'm using air quotes here, team toughness. Yeah. But didn't the way Ben uh, hit stall early in the second period, didn't that merit some sort of a response? I'm not saying that somebody's got to, you know, come up, drop gloves, and go f- and fight Jamie Ben. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But they did nothing. After well, that, actually, I, I mean, I watched the replay of it on uh, in the post game show on TV. There was something that happened over along the bench, uh, in front of the the stars bench, right? With a couple people, um, and I'm, you know, it, it definitely wasn't caught. I, I didn't see it at first, so I'm not like trying to say like there was this giant rush to Stall's defense or whatever, but there was something that happened. Um, a little bit, but I don't know, man, I'm just so lukewarm on it. Like I, I just, 
I'm not sure what doing anything after that fact does. Like, I just really don't. I just like, I understand the optics, right? Like your captain just gets lit up by their captain. This is a dirty hit. Dirty. It was a dirty hit. It was, I mean, it really, it was a dirty hit that should have been probably a, a, a 10 minute, you know, game misconduct, which comes into play because Ben yeah. figured in the, first goal that they uh-huh. scored and he would have been in the box. That's where I get the most upset about it is that it had an impact on the game, you know? And, but I, I just don't, I can't conjure up enough anger at the hurricanes for not retaliating. I just can't like, I like the damage is done at that point. Like, and to me, I feel like I'm, I feel like a broken record on all this stuff. Like, and some guy, you know, I had a guy call about this on the aftermath, and I just, I just barely even want to get into it. With I know, because I know, it's it's it's, it's just, one of your core things. I get it. It's it's one of my core things, and I feel like people know how I feel about it, and <laughs> you know, it's just my opinion, right, on it, and like, it's it just that, like, I don't like because the argument is that you have to like prove to your teammates that you're there for them. And also you have to be, you have to deter Jamie Ben from doing that. And I'm like, do you think Jamie Ben wouldn't do that again? At some other point. No, no, He's like, going to do it again. That's yeah. That, I think, I think you will. So and Ben's a great player and a class player. I'm not, yeah. this so is not Blake Como doing it by the way. I don't believe, I don't believe in it as a deterrent. I mean, it's hockey. These guys do this stuff all the time. And then, you know, if you're going to, if you're talking about your own team, like the way to me, you prove to your teammates that you're like in their corner is by showing up, doing the work every day, being accountable, you know, those kinds of things. Like those things to me matter more than you shoving their player after the damage is already done. Like I just, I just don't see the value in it. I don't see the benefit of it. Well, here's, here's where I think, and you know, I'm I, like – Nine times out of ten, I agree 100% with that position. Um, In the first game, Dougie Hamilton fought somebody, forget who it was, after they took a shot at Jordan Stahl. In that case, it was a clean hit. And you and I both agreed, why is Dougie doing this on top of the fact that we have now, uh, we'll see uh, Dougie Hamilton sitting in a penalty box for five minutes, which made no sense. In this particular case with the hit being as dirty as it was and clearly meant to send a message, it would, to me, it would have been worth somebody at least coming over and knocking Ben on his ass. Even if you even the sides and play four on four hockey, Um, even if you do that, um, look, I'm not saying that the well, person like, who, got, who got hit has something to do with it. But in this case, I think it does. I think your captain, well, I think your captain merits a response there. Uh, look, it's not their nature. So, and I don't, right. I don't think ill of anybody. Um, but this is the type of thing that if somebody had stood up, uh, the hockey community would have been going bananas about uh, right. team toughness and standing up for your, uh, and, and I was really pushing back more on the, how come I haven't heard it, heard from anybody here? Yeah. 
Well, there, there, there definitely feels like there is some significance to captain on captain crime in that scenario. And that's where I think, that's why I think Ben was trying to send a message yep. to his team. No question. In, in changing, you know, it's like, they're like mob bosses, right? The captains, right? So he, you know, he took out <laughs> there, he tried to take out our boss, you know, our godfather. Right, <laughs> you uh, hit one of and, and you hit one yeah. of ours. We're gonna hit one yeah. of yours. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, but like you know, and and here here's the thing is like, I I my problem with all of it is just the the because hockey justifications right for it. it like because it's 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 woven into hockey code that this is why you do it. Now I understand like it's sports and so guys get frustrated and they get upset and maybe it says something that no one was angered by it right like it didn't hit anyone to the core that their captain just got hit you know in a dirty manner by the other captain right like because if that's the case then i then i'm okay with that like if you're if you're angry and you get in a fight and you just fight like if, if that's if that's just what it is and, and we can admit that that you know he was angry so he fought i'm i'm cooler with that than i am the whole fire up your bench yeah, and, no, no. you know you know show your teammate you love you love them and you know send a message to ben and all this and that like let's just admit you know sometimes you get in fights because it's a rough sport and you get and you get frustrated and maybe that's the maybe that's the takeaway is just that it didn't bother anyone enough, you maybe. know. I I don't know. I, I you know that would be uh, it would be worth asking uh, if we ever have an opportunity to do that. Um, but like like again, but I feel like these guys they they they've gotten. I mean, first of all, the room is a very nice room, right? <laughs> Second are. secondly, I wonder. I I kind of wonder sometimes about how calloused they are to these things maybe just because they happen so often and you know it comes every game it feels like and then they just you know they move on to the next one and you know sometimes it happens in games yeah i'm not even like i want to make it clear i am not suggesting that there should have been a fight i am suggesting simply that somebody should have come over and not yeah but like what, what is that but what does that do though if they do that it just says we're not letting our captain get cheap shotted. And I think that's that to me, again, it was the type of hit who got hit. But he already got hit. So they did let it happen. Well, you can't protect you. You you can't just Jordan Stahl doesn't get bodyguards. Uh, I mean, you can't, there's no way to protect any player from being hit uh, in a cheap way. It's just no, we don't have secret service out here. So the, but there has to be some, some response to that. Uh, and you say you saw something by the bench. I didn't see it. So um, hopefully, well, whatever. It, do, it doesn't really matter. Again, I'm, people were like, what, what, what happens if somebody gets hurt in a fight? I'm like, I didn't say they, that anybody should fight. I don't, I, I don't believe in it. I don't, I don't see what the point is. Um, yeah. But we've seen fights in response to a hell of a lot less than what we saw. And Jamie yeah. Ben was sending a message. And look, the Hurricanes do have a reputation around the NHL that you can push them around. There's no question about that. There's also a reputation around the NHL that 
you're going to get away with penalties against Carolina, and it ain't going to happen the other way. And I don't know. Look, you, you know my feeling about the head coach. Um, Rod, I thought, had a little bit of a tough time in the bubble with the officials up in, uh, up in Toronto. And the officials were talking about it. If, I, I read a fair amount and talked to a fair amount of people about this. Is that the officials were like, man... Rod's, Rod's arguing about stuff he shouldn't be arguing about. And I don't know if there's any carryover from that. Well, I mean... But there were some horrible calls tonight. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the interference call to Svechnikov was absolutely ridiculous. Right, like, and it led to a goal. It, yeah, exactly. And then it didn't get called in overtime. Right, it didn't get called it, it, in it, overtime. And then, uh, but no, not only didn't it get called, Dougie Hamilton got a hooking yeah. penalty. What was that? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, that is never called, ever. That that power move from Sveshnikov to the net, that's one of my favorite things he does. Yeah, about, and like, especially with try- a guy on his back. He's trying to score with a guy on his back. I mean, that's all that happened. Nothing else happened there. There wasn't a penalty. Uh, but, you know, then you, you kind of double down on the ridiculousness when you don't call it in overtime. Yep. When it's the other way. And like Rod lost his, you know what? This is two two games happened. in a row where they've had, uh, and against Svechnikov too. Svechnikov had the cross check uh, at the end of the first period uh, Saturday night that he didn't hit anybody. He got called for a cross check without making contact. I thought contact was necessary. Yeah, uh, yeah. for something uh, like that. All right, let me get to a few more few more things. We're just going to go around in circles, uh, but I thought that was an important part of the game. Uh, and it was, uh, I thought it was also a good conversation just now. Um, <laughs> Dallas came in 52.6% on the power play before this series. What does one for 11 without Jacob Slavin, Tavo Teravon, and Jordan Martinuk, Warren Fogle, and Jesper Faust say? Yeah, I mean, and they got a shorthanded goal. <laughs> they, so. they won one. <laughs> on Dallas's power play <laughs> with all those guys out. Yeah, I mean I, I I would I would say that that's uh that's a great success. Um but you know, you know who there were a lot of young guys killing penalties. Yep. And part of me wonders if Rod didn't use their enthusiasm to his advantage. Sure. For that. Just because that's the perfect time for young guys to get out there and kind of show what they're about a little bit show what kind of effort they got right because i mean i feel like that's what penalty killing is for the most part uh-huh. um it's being willing it's being a willing participant yeah you know um so but they were really good i i also you know i talked to trip about organizational continuity after the win over tampa and maybe it speaks to that as well you know i'd like to think that they they try to run the same systems and things, you know, down the line in the minor league so that when guys do come up here, it's not so much of a learning curve. So maybe it speaks to that a little bit as well. But the Hurricanes special teams have been outstanding. I mean, they've been they've been really good. And Rod said after the game that, you know, it's so hard to score five on five nowadays that your special teams have to come through for you. And so the Hurricanes had were very successful both ends. And I'd probably argue actually that the penalty kill was better than the, the power play. If I had to, 
if I had to rate them, the power play is the one that always gets the love because that's where you score the goals. But I mean, the penalty kill was awesome. I, you know, I think uh, in years past, and I've always been a believer in this. I think a good penalty kill is more important than a good power play. Um, you're going to score some power play goals, but right. you can gain so much momentum from a good kill. Uh, in fact, Carolina killed the four on three in overtime, and they had what two good chances in the last yeah, thirty right seconds? The Three good chances yeah. in the last thirty seconds. Yeah, it was really tremendous. Um, yeah, so uh, Dallas was one for eleven in the series on the power play. Carolina was what four out of ten uh, on their power play. They really should have had two power play goals. Uh, Nino Niederreiter missed a one foot putt. <laughs> on the on the second power play, uh, but you and I talked about it in the uh, in the second intermission. There's a guy who just deserved a goal tonight. He played great. I thought. Oh, I love Nino. I've said I've said a lot. You know that Nino. He talk about willing participant. I mean, that guy posts himself up in front of the net yep. all the time, especially on the power play. He did he did one of my favorite little you know catch the puck down low and then spin to the goal yep. move thing that the guys do on the power play. Um, he was unsuccessful, but Nino had so many chances tonight. Like I tweeted at the time when he scored that the odds were in his favor at that point. <laughs> it's like sales. <laughs> yeah. He was due, right? Like literally he had, he had, he had taken so many shots. It felt like, I think he had six or seven shots on goal tonight. Six. That, uh, that he was due to due to score, and man, it was a it was a big one too. Yeah, it's funny. I, I liked his game beyond the the shots because he was physical. Uh, he yeah. he retrieved pucks tonight, uh, and we'll get into uh, we'll get into stars of the game uh, here in a second. But I thought Nina was uh, was absolutely dynamite tonight. All right, who are your three stars of the game, Alec Hamill? All right, I had as my third star. Man, I don't think I can remember who my third star was. Right, you want now. me to go through mine, and then you could uh, maybe it'll jog my se- your memory. My my second star was Nino, and my first star was Jordan Stahl. You and I are but I don't, absolutely on point right there. I forget I forget who I had my third st- my uh, third star. My was. third star was Vincent Trocheck. Okay, uh, not just because you know his shootout goal was the game winner. Um, I had I thought Vince Vince was dynamite tonight. Uh, I thought he was their best player in the first period. And I just thought he mm-hmm. was good throughout the game. Didn't have a scoring point tonight because you don't get anything for the shootout goals. Um, but I just thought Vinny was great. And, um, you know, we talked before the season started about what does a Trocek who returns to the Trocek who really was an excellent player. He's not a top-line center, but he's a really good number two. What do, what does that do for Carolina if Trocheck can become a legit number two center? And I think we all agree that it kind of makes them a cup contender mm-hmm. because now you've got Stahl who doesn't have to play 17, 18 minutes a night, although he played 19 yesterday and 17 and a half tonight in spite of missing, what, five minutes Something like Eight that, minutes, yeah. uh, you know, going in and probably getting tested for a concussion. Um, so, I mean, this is all by necessity right now. Uh, but there's, I just think he is a he's a difference. He he can be a difference maker, and I think he's been that so far through six games. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And he also, you know, he's a righty, 
Yeah. And he gives you a face-off option. He's, he's solid in the face-off circle. I don't think he's great, but he's solid. He's good in the pow- um, power play, too, and he kills penalties. Yeah, so he does a lot of different things. And he just makes their depth down the middle all, you know, so much stronger. So, yeah, he's been huge. He's, he, you know, aside from, aside from the goaltending, he's probably been their best player through the first six games. I mean, right there. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I still, I still, you know, here's the funny thing. I, I don't know. Maybe it's Svechnikov. Maybe it's Aho. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really like the top line that much tonight. I'm, you know, we're, we're grading them relative to what they're, uh, right. what we want from them. I mean, they certainly weren't bad. Uh, but Svechnikov had a couple of giveaways. There was the turnover that led to the first goal. That was a little bit careless with the puck. Um, Aho got caught in too deep when we already had two deep yeah. forwards on the go-ahead goal. Um, yep. But I also think that there was a ton good that both guys did. So, uh, you know, there was there were just some mistakes tonight that you don't want to see from those guys. Um, I think Jordan's been great. Stahl's yeah, been so good the first six games. I mean, not obviously he hadn't played all six games. He only missed uh, he missed two. But, I mean, he was good on the, on the opener, and he's been, I mean, He's been dynamite all three games here. Uh, you know, the, the... No, I mean, he scored the first goal tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, getting the net front. And then great pass to McGinn after coming back. That from was. The check inside the locker room, whatever he was doing back there. Um, that was a sweet pass to McGinn. He was 75% inside the faceoff circle yeah. tonight. He was great. Um, on that, so, on that McGinn been, goal... We'll we'll uh, we'll close out on um, on this. We'll, cl- we'll we'll talk about the McGinn goal. Then I'll let you go 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 to bed. Um, the McGinn goal was great, and Brock, who has so many other opportunities to score, <laughs> uh, let one go from just inside the top of the circle that beat uh, Hudobin. And again, he I think he wants it back. Um, but you know, it's funny. The play was started. By Brady Shea. Because uh, it was Shea that knocked the puck from Jamie Benn inside the blue line uh, in the in the Canes defensive zone. It was Shea that knocked the puck loose uh, that caromed out across the blue line when Stahl won the battle with, I guess it was Klingberg, uh, on the wall. And when I went back and looked at the play in the, uh, in the intermission, I'm like, I won't be surprised if they add an assist to Shea. Because I don't think Klingberg ever had control of the puck, ever had possession of the puck. So that's just a continuation. But it was clear that Shea knocked the puck away. So they actually did go back and give him an assist. Uh, so the Canes had three points from their blue line uh, tonight. But that was a great play, a physical battle, one on the board, uh, on the boards by Stahl. And then he just uh, dished it off to, uh, to Connor McDavid. <laughs> yes, Connor McDavid again. Can I also say, in terms of the scoring, like I don't think you should. Like I don't think Jamie Ben should get an assist on that first goal. <laughs> like that's a shot, right? That went through the goaltender's pads and was a rebound, essentially. Right. <laughs> like that is not an assist. You're just mad at Jamie Ben. Well, I mean, a little <laughs> bit, but like just in general, like. I hate this idea that's like just because a person touched the puck last, they get an assist. Like, nah, you got to be like deliberate with it. Yeah, if it's not a pass, it doesn't count. 
Yeah, it has to be like what you were trying to do. But what about some shots that are sort of designed to create rebounds? Well, I think you can tell those though. Okay. I'm, a, I'm like a, I'm, I'm Hamilton. A... Hamilton did one tonight. Uh, very first, very first, uh, his very first shift. I thought Hamilton was going to score. By the way, he was hunting. Oh, he was uh, hunting at the beginning early. of the game. Yeah, especially at the beginning early. of the game. But he 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 had one instance where he ripped a little slap pass, like low on the ground, yes. left of the goal in the first period. And the Canes didn't score on it, but it was a great play. But that would have been an assist for me. I like that. But Jamie, Let's, J- Jamie Ben took a shot, and it did. didn't go in. He did. Not uh, an assist. 100%, 100%. Should be an asterisk. Put so an asterisk when we, on When we look back on this season 20 years from now, <laughs> and Jamie Ben has – you know, 35 assists in the books, it's 34. In, in your mind, you're not you're yeah. not budging off it. That's right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So 5-1-0 through, uh, through six games. That's not bad, Alec Campbell. Uh, all right, well, uh, we have to do this again on Tuesday, I guess. Uh, they'll be in Chicago uh, on, the, uh, on the mean streets of the United Center. Yes, West Chicago. Madison Avenue, or I think it's uh, I think it's Madison. I don't know that the United Center is on anyway. There. Yeah, I've never been to Chicago. Yeah. I have never been on the ground in Chicago. You should do it. Go in the summertime. I shouldn't go now. Don't go now. Don't go now. Okay. It's too cold. It is too wait. It's it's too cold right here in Oxford. Uh, you're uh, you're a gentleman, sir. I will. Uh, you should follow Alec on Twitter at Alec Campbell Five. <laughs> Uh, and you should listen to uh, Stormwatch and Aftermath uh, every single Hurricanes game. All right, we'll uh, we'll do this again on Tuesday, man. All right, later. Peace. All right, so yes, a 4-3 shootout win. We didn't even really talk about the shootout with Alec Campbell. We got in, uh, into other things. Uh, the Morning After Podcast, Canes Corner Podcast, brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. From uh, storm doors to entry doors to gutter helmets to bay windows and bow windows if it's for the exterior of your home it's at the aluminum company of north carolina on hamlin road in durham aluminumcompany.com as i mentioned with alec when we next convene after the hurricanes play the chicago blackhawks in chicago tuesday night i am adam gold thank you very much for hanging out remember you can always subscribe to the canes corner podcast it shows up in your phone automatically Give us a rating, if you will. But more importantly, give us some suggestions. What would you like to hear uh, on the Canes Corner podcast? And we are going to create an opportunity to for this to be a little bit more interactive. Uh, but you need to subscribe to it so we can do that. Uh, so there you go. It's been fun. Canes now 5-1-0 on the season after a 4-3 show, shootout win over the Stars. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.